right? And and uh, and now as we as we move to our reflection for today, uh, we are going to carry on this. Uh, what we've been doing the last few weeks, which is uh, studying uh, what what uh, what it's called uh, the parables of the kingdom or, or the different parables that Jesus used um, as to describe the kingdom uh, to us. And of course, we do this uh, knowing that that's the call that Jesus calls us to out of the world and into the reality of the kingdom. And the kingdom of God, of course, is that weird reality that we can live in where, where we are there, yet not quite. We're in the transition, if you will. So, um, so we continue to study the parables in which Jesus explains to us what a disciple that, that looks to live in the kingdom uh, it's supposed to live. And, and today we're going to anchor ourselves uh, in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 down to 16. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting parable. We've, 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 we've read this before in our, in our community, I believe. Um, so anyway, uh, join, please join me in reading uh, Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 down to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. And he agreed to pay to pay them at denarius for a day for 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 the day and sent them into the vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And he told them, "You also go work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right." So they went. And he went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. And about five in the afternoon he went out and still and, and found still others standing around and asked them, "Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing?" Because no one has hired, hired us, they said. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard came, said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. So the workers who were hired about at five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. And when... <clears throat> so when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. When they received a denarius, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were higher last worked only an hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered to them, I am, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Did you agree to work for, didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired is last, the same I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the, so the last will be first, and the first will be last. So one of those parables of Jesus that, that tells us of the scandalous grace of the kingdom, I guess. Is one of those parables in which Jesus very explicitly tells us that the kingdom and its justice and its grace and its righteousness are completely different and opposite to the ways in which we perceive those things in the world. Interesting story, simple story, complex story. So it says that the landowner goes to find workers for his vineyard. And he goes several times today and he goes to the first one. And it's interesting, he goes to the first ones and, and he kind of makes the deal with them, right? Okay, you're going to go work in my vineyard and this is how much I'm going to pay you. A denarius, by the way, is at that point is considered the, the, a day's wage. That's what a person said. We, we actually talked about this last week. 
that's that's what it was is normal so they agreed on that and they went went on work now it's interesting that the parable does not put emphasis on the workers labor we know that they go and work but the bible doesn't put emphasis on what they're doing or how they're doing or how hard it is the bible simply puts tells us that that they were hired to do work to do a job and then and then off they went and then the the landowner goes after time and time again now this is not very common i will say to in 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 canada north america but around the world day workers are still a very very common thing i guess they, they are here somehow is in, in different capacities but where I'm from, uh, there is places in the city where you kind of go and there's people standing in, in street corners usually. And, you know, they have signs, you know, with the, they'll do the plumbing or they'll do electricity or electrical work, I should say, or, or you know, garden work or all kind of, kinds of things. And, you know, they, they kind of stand there. So you go and hire them, hire them to do a, a job and you bring them to whatever and they're done and then they're gone and you pay them. And that's kind of it. And, and that's, of course, uh, less than ideal is what it's called self-employment or or employment that is not that is not constant and that is not um, secure. So this is what's happening in this society. This is people that don't have regular income. This is people that are, live on whatever they can make that day. And this is the people that the landowner goes and look for. Why the landowner doesn't have permanent workers, the Bible doesn't tell us. All that it tells us is that there's these people that, that live on what they can make up that day, that, that desperately need whatever work they can find. So the landowner goes and hires them to work for what is considered a fair daily wage. And he goes on later again and yet still finds more people. So he brings them into his vineyard. And he goes twice more and he still hires more people. And that tells a lot about society in which that amount of people are living on daily wages. So anyway, they, they go back. And then he go back, back at five, when it's only one hour left in the working day, in the work day. And he asks this question. He finds people there. He asks them, why are you standing here doing nothing? And the way in which they respond is very interesting. It's heartwarming, almost heartbreaking, because no one has hired us. We've been here desperately waiting to see if anyone comes. We've been here trying to find something to sustain us for this day, and no one has hired us. It's not that they're it's not that they're lazy. It's not that they're bad workers. It's that they were simply unlucky. They were out there just like everyone else and, and nowhere hire them. No one saw them. No one had need of them. They've been standing there. Now, a question that comes to mind is what, 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 what kind of people are the last ones to get hired. It's almost like, you know, like, like the last kids to get picked for, for, for sports or whatever, for, for, for the game. It's that kind of situation. They've been there and no one has hired them. When you think about our society, when you think about a world, which, what, what, what types of people are those that, that are kind of the last ones to be hired, the second thought, the ones that, 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 that are 
condemned, if you will, to to have to carry the or have to do the you know lowest entry level kind of thing. So the the landowner goes and and sees them still standing there. They've been there all day. So he says, you know what, go, go work in my vineyard as well. And I'll pay you, and this is very interesting, because he tells this to each, to, each one of the, um, to each one of the group of workers, except for the first one. The first one, he makes the arrangement, I'll pay you a denarius, very specifically. And then the other groups, he has this phrase, he says, I'll pay you whatever is right. And our minds immediately think whatever is right to whatever is fair, right? And in our minds, in our, in our, in our capitalistic culture, in, our, in, our, in the way in which we can you kind of build our system, whatever is right is equated to the amount of work that they do. So the first one, they make the arrangement. Oh, okay, I'll pay you this day's wage. This is what you're going to get. The next ones, you, I pay you whatever's right. And in our minds as well, they're going to get a paid equal to the amount of work that they did, the amount of time that they worked, right? That's kind of that's the way that our minds work and the way that, that, that society worked back then. So, so immediately we start thinking, okay, they're going to get paid less. Of course, because if a denarius is the wage for one day, then if you work less than a day, you're going to pay less than that. So, he, so, they go, so they go and work. And then when it's six, so a little bit after that, he tells, uh, the landowner tells, there's the person in charge, okay, go pay them, go pay them all, but start with the ones that came left, that came last. So they all come and they get paid at an areas. Again, this is, this is not something that the landowner has promised. He just simply said, I'll pay you whatever is right, whatever I determine as the one in charge here. And for some reason, and we don't know why, for some reason, when the, when the ones that have been working longer see that the ones that work less or the work shorter shift are paired in areas, they start thinking, oh, we're going to get paid more. And, and it's interesting because they would never offer that. They, say, they were offered what it was right, except for the first one that were offered denarius. So they have no, no um, reason to start thinking they're going to get paid more. But of course, we've, been, we've worked so hard, we've worked for so long, so we have to be paid more than these ones that didn't pay more. We are, ultimately, we are better, aren't we? Like, it's not our fault that we got hired first. So of course, we're going to have to get more because there's no way that he's going to pay us the same as these people that paid more. And, 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 and that's what they're thinking because that is what is fair. The one that works longer, harder, the one that was picked first, will get a better result. And then, of course, every single group gets paid exactly the same. Every single group gets paid exactly the same. And when they received it in verse 11, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired and worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have burned the burden. And this is a very interesting line. They start to grumbling, and they're not grumbling about the unfairness of the pay. See, they're not grumbling that they only got a denarius. Like, that's not what they're complaining about. What they're complaining is that the landowner have made those that were paralyzed equal to them. They're stating, how come they get the same pay 
than us, since we've been here longer, we are ultimately better. How dare you making us equal to them? And that, of course, is one of the, the characteristics, characteristics of this kingdom that Jesus is telling us about. But in the kingdom of God, everyone is equal to the eyes of God. Regardless of where they come from, regardless of the background, regardless of experience, regardless of knowledge. Regardless of anything. Regardless of how long or how little. So they grumble. It can't be possible. God cannot treat everyone the same. Some of us, of course, deserve more than others. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for Denarius? Take your pay and go. If I want to give the one who was hired last the same I gave you, don't I have to write to do what I want with my money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? See, we live in, in a world where we immediately understand that there's certain of us that somehow deserve more or deserve better. We live in a, in a world that has taught us time and time again that, that you have to push for yourself and you have to care for yourself. And you have to climb that ladder as hard and as fast as you can, regardless of how many people can be in your way. See, we, we live in a world where somehow we attach value, even though unconsciously we attach value to different groups of people, depending on, on, on what they do, depending on the way in which they look, depending on what they believe, blah, 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 blah. Yet Jesus invites us to, live, to step into this kingdom where the landowner gives his grace and his justice and her mercy to everyone, regardless of. See, and that feels unfair, doesn't it? God shouldn't act that way. The kingdom shouldn't be that way. The kingdom should be for, for some of us selective few, special few. This is why Jesus will later on reminds us that the Father of mercy, the Father has, has the mercy that make, he, makes, he makes the sunshine and the rain fall on the just and, in the, and on the unjust. That ultimately is not for us to decide what God does with his grace and his justice. This reminds me of a different story in the Bible, the story of, 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 Joah, of Jonah, sorry. Remember when Jonah gets so angry at God and he decides to go the other way? It's 
So God calls Jonah to go preach in the city of Nineveh, which is the capital of the Syrian Empire, which are, you know, to Jonah's eye, pagans, and, you know, they should be punished and destroyed and, and, and obliterated. And, and so when, when God calls Jonah to go preach to them, he goes the other way, and then and eventually through a number of trials and why not, he gets back, he gets there, and, and God asks him, why do you get so angry? And Jonah responds, because I know that you're merciful, God. I got angry because I knew that if I came and preached, you were going to save the Ninevites, and I did not want it that because they don't deserve it. So the landowner parable asked the worker, Why are you so mad? Because I gave others grace and mercy, and I gave them fairly, and I treat them justly, just like I did with you. What are you so mad? See, the word that, the word that Jesus uses there in the, in the original means, means why, why do you look at me with bad eyes? And of course, Jesus himself will tell us elsewhere that, that the eyes are the windows. That whatever, 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 however we use our eyes, it speaks of the way in which we feel inside. So he's asked him, why, why are you upset about this? Because I gave your brothers so they can live for today? Whether they deserve it or not, it's not for you to decide. But you should rejoice that they also get to take some money home, that they also get to eat something today. And that's the reality of the kingdom that Jesus wants us to step in. A kingdom whose grace and justice goes beyond what we might consider just and fair. A kingdom where there's no favorites and no predilects, and no one is, is more special or more important than other, regardless of where standing in front in the eyes of the world will be, where everyone and anyone gets to come and enjoy God's grace and mercy and justice. And we should rejoice. May God bless all this week.